0: to the shoe lighting podcast uh, the podcast where we are attempting to write record and produce a musical album in just one year Uh, i'm joined by my bandmate and co-host of this podcast jack edwards still on the other side of manchester unfortunately but hi jack hello
1: good morning good afternoon good evening
0: (laughs) good morning afternoon evening to you too I mean, hopefully, this. Firstly, I would like to say, hopefully, this episode is actually recording this time. I've made doubly sure that uh, my microphone is actually plugged in. uh, After that embarrassing episode last time, (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, so definitely recording this time. And uh, in the in the last episode, we broke down another one of our demos, and we said we were going to go away and both individually take a look at it and see how we might progress it differently even though that's not the main theme of today's episode that is what we're gonna start with see what we have done so Jack how much progress have you managed to make in just a week have you had a go hopefully you have
1: I've had a go and um yeah it would be a oh dear, be <laughs> embarrassing if I hadn't after that big build-up. Uh, I've written a new section I've Tinkered a little bit, but not very much, with what you'd already written, and then it gets to about the two-minute mark, and I've added a whole new section which takes it in a slightly different direction. I'm um, I mean, yeah,
0: really interested to see what you think because I quite like it. Okay, well, we're gonna play a bit in a second. I haven't heard this yet, but um, so you say tinkered we, we, with this. You've, you've not just added extra bits; you've kind of you've gone in and, and messed around with, with what was already there as well. A little bit, but not much. Okay. It's basically as you left it, but I've I think
1: I've added a couple of small things in, maybe taken away a couple of small things at certain points. Interesting. But mainly mainly my progress has been
0: adding an extra an extra, I don't know, a, minute, extra minute.
1: Onto the onto a song.
0: It's exciting. Right. I'm gonna press play. Let's see what we've got. Least your head
1: next to me Turn around, you've got to go
0: Learn something you did (laughs) <laughs> wow, that was uh, it's like a like a spaceship like blasted off into like a different sonic dimension.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's sort of uh, sort of the intention, nice, I guess. Nice. Sort of a little a little release after a build
0: up of the chorus. Yeah, I like the extra little bits of ear candy and stuff, a um, little bit synthy bits, and yeah, it's, it's it it was definitely it's been good to have someone else kind of come in and I'll have to have you come in and have a go at doing something else. Cause I would never would have thought of taking it in that direction, but it's cool. It's uh, it takes it from a quite a, uh, comfortable, repet- like repetitive, um, but like pleasant beat and, uh, and rhythm to something, something different, um, kind of a little bit uneasy unnerving sounds kind of fairground type sounds i would say was what it reminded me of so yeah that's that's my effort so my mine is literally i just wanted to lay it down it took me about five minutes to lay down another part because it's just an idea that i wanted to test i'm not sure about it but uh it's kind of interesting um i hope and it's completely different to what you've done round uh-huh. you've got to go something you didn't know where is all your energy free yourself out yeah yeah cool um, but yeah completely different and it obviously takes the song completely different s- style and sound It's which I imagine would be quite fun to like play it kind of goes almost more into it it's four to the floor, the four to the floor comes in and it's more of a yeah, dance track. So, so
1: listeners, listeners, Rob has changed the name of the track <laughs> from 545454 five, four, five, four, to 545444 five, four, four, four. <laughs> Which uh, was a little clue as to what was coming, but I still didn't expect it to uh, turn out like that. Um, It's really, it's really, really danceable now. It's (laughs) gone from like pretty chill to uh, getting the blood flowing.
0: So now we've got a conundrum: what do we? What happens? Is it going to be like a Goosebumps book where you like it pauses and it's like press this button to go in this direction? What mood are you in? (laughs) I'm interested to see if we can make them work together because
1: I do genuinely like both of those parts.
0: Yeah, is it the case that there might be just two new parts? Yeah,
1: I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that they can work together. But uh, either way, whatever we go for, we have we've progressed the song, so that is a
0: uh, that is yeah. good. Yeah, we yeah by forcing us our, giving ourselves a deadline and forcing ourselves to come up with something because I was, you know, I'm not 100% happy with it still. And I think there's some parts that are a little bit out of time when I was listening to it then and it feels slow as well. I think it needs, the tempo needs to up when it goes into the 4-4 um, to make it feel that bit more dancey and obviously it needs some lyrics as well. But as far as just laying down an idea off the top of my head, I think it's, uh, it's definitely helped progress the song. So yeah, watch this space. We'll come back to you listeners with... Something <laughs> further down the line as that song progresses further.
1: Personally, it feels like it's been a pretty productive couple of weeks in terms of uh, the tune lighting project. How about you?
0: Yeah, it's been, uh, we've been trying to make a followers on Instagram will have seen Jack took a screenshot of a long list of songs that are, uh, that may be on the album. Uh, kind of giving them star ratings based on categories of basically how
1: complete they are yeah, and how good how well we think they would
0: fit in with the album so i've been doing the same um with with my songs as well and it's quite it's been on the one hand a horrible experience because uh it's a you know, it's like choosing between your children which ones you like the most um but on the, on the, and some of the children are like, so, you know, they're just an ugly. idea. They're, they're, they're not even, they're just, yeah, they're ugly and they're, they're barely formed. Uh, <laughs> just, a, just
1: a twinkle in the father's yeah, eye. Yeah,
0: exactly. But does that mean that it should be discounted? I don't think so. But um, yeah, so it's been, it's been good. It's been uh, cathartic in a way as well, going through and uh, and writing, putting pen to paper, getting them uh, in some kind of form and order. Um, because we've got a lot of demos and a lot of songs and we need to get down from probably in the hundreds I would say looking at the list here to between 10 and 12 or whatever a normal album length like is so yeah no easy task another bit of admin is we, we had a comment on
1: said Instagram post I think um, someone asking us if the album was going to be available on vinyl uh, which is something that I personally had not even considered, although we've both decided if we can get the money together, it would be very cool to be able to do that. Um, and Rob was doing some research. And what did you find out,
0: Rob, about the length of the... So there's a, if there is a bit of uncertainty online on the internet. Um, not sure what's fake news, what's real news. But um, the kind of consensus seems to be around no more than twenty four minutes per side so that's forty four minutes in total but then there's conflicting information that four, says forty eight minutes forty eight minutes in total sorry good maths um and then but there's some people say it depends on the quality if you've got really high quality with a lot of stuff going on which we you know obviously have um then it may be less um in terms of length so you may be looking at twenty minutes per side so that's if we want to get it on vinyl, I think we've got to be st- looking at around 40 minutes max, really. So that's uh, that's made one decision for us. We're not going to include every song that we've
1: written. Just probably yes. for the best. Because <laughs> we've only got five months left.
0: Although it's going to be a massive box full of vinyls, a vinyl box set that you have to order. Yeah, so
1: I think we've really, for the first time, taken steps towards uh, trying to figure out what the... Um,
0: the structure of the album will look like. Which songs are going to make the cut? Hmm. And with five months to go, we probably should do it's. It's. Uh, I've said it a few times, kind of in jest leading up to this point, that it's starting to feel like the clock really is ticking. But this last week or so, I've, it's really has seriously now <laughs> started to feel like we need to start getting to the mixing stage and really. Just yeah, working on the songs properly, not getting out of this demo mentality. What we've been, which has been fine up to now, but we've really got to start thinking of these as actual tracks now that we need to get working on. And on that note, should we play? We can play a quick clip between. The, so before we move on to the next section of the episode, here is a short clip of a song that uh, is currently highlighted on our long list. Yeah, we think we think it's got a good chance of of making it. Um, yeah. And it's move. currently in the Champions League slot spots of the uh, <laughs> of the long list. <laughs> that might not be uh, a very good analogy for American universal
1: listeners. reference. So this is a little clip of a song called "Everybody Knows My Name."
0: So what are we going to talk about in this episode? We talked about vocals uh, in two parts. And thanks very much to Mary Zimmer for coming on. I think that was one of the most fun episodes to record so far. It was uh, a bit of an eye-opener. Uh, but it made us realize that we're definitely going to record vocals of some form uh, for the album. And of course, a very important part of vocals is is not just the melody but it is the lyrics so we're going to talk about lyrics today and there's a lot to talk about isn't there Jack? A, in this subject there's a, a huge amount as much as we'll try and keep it brief there's, there's so much you could talk about i mean we went through the um that scientific study that i uh that i brought out to raise the brow level of the podcast a few weeks ago mm, uh lyrics, you know we're, we're kind of from low to mid-brow i'd say yeah, so we're at midbrow now
1: yeah mid, we're a midbrow podcast <laughs> I mean lyrics are important they're very important to me I think different people take different things from them i I, I pride myself on listening to lyrics trying to understand lyrics although I, I would be lying if I said that every every single song I listened to I, I knew what it meant I knew what all the lyrics were um sometimes mm. it's only after years of listening to a song that you you delve a bit deeper and find out what it's all about. But uh, other songs are more instant and the lyrics hit you straight away. Yeah. It can mean mean something particular to you or um, or you could just appreciate them as kind of pieces of poetry, pieces of word craft.
0: I, I do like lyrics and uh, they I do think they're important, but I would say you definitely take more of an interest in them, in music than perhaps I do. Um, would you say it influences the type of, Music you like the lyrics, or do you say it's kind of? Do you, you know, do you go seeking music out based on the lyrics, or is it just just happen to enhance mm. the the music further, or is it a complete package? Do you have to look at everything together?
1: It's it's definitely holistic to an extent. and Lyrics that complement the music and vice versa is you know it's the best combination. Um, I think instinctively. The music, the sounds, or what you hear first and what you're first drawn mm. to, but there are there are definitely some artists who I rank among my favourites who are very strong lyrically, and based on the music alone, I, I wouldn't, you know, rate them nearly as highly. Then again, there's others other bands I really like who are you know, the lyrics are just so-so.
0: Mm. So, so would you say? See, so I mean that lyrics are more important within. Certain genres, certain types of music. So you are be talking maybe acoustic singer-songwriting. There's more spotlight on the lyrics, so you less to hide behind. Yeah, and
1: o- and obviously like rap and hip hop. A lot of the time, it's ninety percent lyrics. You know, mm. three or four verses are very heavy on lyrics in each song. It's crazy
0: the amount of lyric writing. Yeah, those guys have to do. Yeah, if you yeah, if you're talking about rap and hip hop and and other genres around that. Yeah, I mean sometimes maybe. A- Little more than a a very basic beat behind what is essentially yeah the lyrics make up the the entire song and yeah similar with some acoustic music I guess genre does does play a part and we're coming at this from a from more of a alternative rock angle I guess if that's what the genre we're saying we fit into now but we we definitely have a lot of other stuff going on is what I'm trying to say so we're not we. Yeah, can hide a little bit behind the music in a way, right? We, lyric, but we don't want to. We want we we do want the lyrics to be good and and the vocals to be a, a strong part of the music, don't we? I guess.
1: Ideally, yeah. I mean, we'd, we want want it all to be good, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's de- it definitely not. Shouldn't see it as an afterthought. Basically, um, I I enjoy writing lyrics. I'm always kind of writing, jotting lines down when we come to mm. me, but. In Terms of actually finishing songs, arguably more so than the music, it takes me a long time because mainly because I want to get it right. I suppose there's almost whatever you're writing about, words are a bit more personal than music, so you don't want to kind of put anything out there that you don't think is doing yourself
0: justice. Um, hmm. so from that point of view, I say because lyrics obviously depends on the band, and you can have some quite comedic lyrics but often they are quite personal lyrics so do you think it's important that the writer of the lyrics is also the singer how important do you think that is because there's definitely case studies out there and quite often it shocks me when i find out about them of bands that the lyricist is not necessarily the singer uh but yeah how important do you reckon that is and do we need to worry about it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it's it's one of those where um, I think without the kind of examples that you alluded to there uh, of famous bands whose singer doesn't write the lyrics, then I probably would have said yes, it is important that the singer uh, writes them because we'll have stronger emotional connection to what they mean, um, be able to sing from the heart, I guess, more, and as mm. well as kind of playing to their strengths as a singer uh, more easily, but. Then again, you know, music history is, is littered with very famous singers. I mean, even people like Elton John. I, it was years before I realised that he doesn't write the lyrics to any of his songs. He just writes the music.
0: What? Oh, he's, you mean he's not the Rocket Man? No, it's
1: a guy called <laughs> Bernie Torpin. <laughs> oh. And yeah, and does it take away from the end product? No. Um, no. Like all these things, I guess it varies um yeah i'm sure there are some people who feel unable to sing other people's lyrics or unable to write for other people
0: and it definitely has the ability to take it to another level if you do end up connecting with the the lyrics in some way if you know that they're being directly sung and applicable to the singer i mean you can think i can't think of any examples off the top of my head but a lot of bands obviously singers have dealt with drug addictions or relationships uh, you know breaking up which you know for more famous bands it might be quite a public knowledge uh, and therefore you know it's it does have that extra layer of connection to the listener and emotion um and if they they can then kind of relate to the person a bit more so maybe mm-hmm. it's less in terms of uh, if the music's actually good or not, and more to do with connecting with the eventual fans, that maybe maybe more applicable. It, it goes back
1: to what we've mentioned a couple of times about um, kind of the story behind a song and the context of a song, rather than just uh, what's recorded onto the CD or vinyl <laughs> mini disc. Although, of course, there's a lot of there's plenty of songs which aren't written in the first person, um, mm. or they're they are written in the first person but they're not autobiographical
0: Or oh, they're so full of metaphor and so far from just stating the facts straight that it can be interpreted in so many ways anyway so yeah that's, that's another question how open, you can leave it as open-ended as you like and and things like that I'm definitely not one for just kind of making up words and just letting other people <laughs> figure out and you pretending that I'm some kind of Lyrical genius because I just put a few random words down, and uh, you know, purple monkey dishwasher. Uh, people suddenly interpret that like the purple is yeah a reference to that uh, t shirt he wore back in 2012 when he was uh, you know doing the tour of America and he was really having a hard time getting off the old uh, the monkey off his back. And it... <laughs> but uh, yeah, so do you, do you have any uh, particular? Bands or artists that spring to mind when you think about lyrics that kind of, that not not just maybe maybe that you want to use as influence or directly or indirectly or ones that just stand out in your in your mind. Uh, absolutely, loads. <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking down trying to f- draw some threads between them. Um, there's lots of different styles of lyricist here, um, and some of which I think I would be. Better off trying to emulate than others. Um, someone we mentioned before, definitely on the podcast, is Randy Newman, who's an absolute <laughs> kind of master of satire and um, and, and humor in his uh, in his lyrics, but also yeah. being kind
0: of very could be very kind
1: of biting.
0: And this is something we talked about before, isn't it? Yeah, like the. I mean, I love Randy Newman as well, and we talked about we mentioned this with the streets. Um, and I think we both share this uh, quite a like for clever kind of satirical lyrics in a way in I think it's I think I've mentioned this to you before I think it is one of the greatest tests is if you can um, pull off songs with slightly comedic l- undertones to the lyrics while still being taken seriously and I think Randy Newman is one of the few well, the best at that Now, Moore found the Pacific, and on the trail one day, he met some friendly Indians, whom he was told were gay. So he had them torn apart by dogs on religious grounds. They say, Greatness of young were quite holy in their way. Now they're gone, they're gone, they're really gone. There's a band I've come across recently, actually, a solo artist I've come across recently who I've become a little bit obsessed with who I would probably put in a similar category. Okay, go. Um, on. I don't know if you've heard of the Mountain Goats. I have
1: heard of the Mountain Goats, yeah.
0: Have you heard have you listened to much of this or his stuff? Like I think it is mainly just one guy, but even though the only band
1: is, well, Yeah, only
0: a few I think American listeners will probably be shocked because I, <laughs> I think they're fairly big in in the states, but a band that I've only really come across recently yeah the lyrics are are almost laugh out loud funny in some of them but then can also be very serious as well and it's they're a band that make you pay attention a bit like Randy Newman it's kind of you have to pay attention to the lyrics and whereas a lot of bands I listen to it's it's a side note and maybe I'll take the time to listen to the lyrics eventually after a few listens but with Mountain Goats and it's it's the lyrics are what you, you pay attention to first and what sticks in your head. Kind of observational, because a lot of their lyrics are kind of talk about places or times, of, in the, yeah, just very observational, but it kind of makes it. I quite like that. And it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey listening to their back catalogue. The most remarkable thing about you standing in the doorway is that it's you.
1: There's a few different ways of going about writing lyrics, and some people will go down a, a storytelling approach, I guess. Yeah. In yeah. the world as they see it, and some people are much better at doing that and writing from other people's point of view, which is something I've never really been able to do,
0: but I'm trying to get better at. Is that something we you've thought about, kind of writing from someone else's point of view or almost putting doing a kind of concept album in terms of the from the lyrics side of things
1: yeah i mean concepts definitely i'm always thinking to a lesser or greater extent about trying to tie subject matters together um and in terms of writing from someone else's point of view it's one of those things where i seem to have kind of an irrational resistance to it it's like oh it wouldn't mm. be you know, it won't be authentic. Sincere, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm slowly chipping away at that and trying to get better at it. Because some of my very favourite songwriters, uh, Randy Newman included, he always, nearly always writes from the point of view of a character he's created. Yeah. Take that option and write from different perspectives about things that
0: didn't necessarily happen. And you know that's absolutely fine. Plus, you can still be communicating a feeling and uh, something you want to say just through the eyes of something else. So, of course, yeah, it can all be uh, an analogy for something in real life. Yeah, it could be the lyrics could be about a someone getting murdered, but really, the you know that's that's not maybe not something you've actually witnessed. Hope not. Um, But it could be a metaphor for like a breakdown of. A relationship or something like that but yeah so you could there's loads of things you can do obviously with lyrics like that it doesn't have to just be went to shop today and bought some things etc <laughs> indeed even though there is a place for that is it which i'm oh yeah, i was very resistant to that kind of simplistic songwriting but i think that's why i have enjoyed listening to the mountain goats because some of their songs especially earlier on are literally just like about him driving around and what he ate and what he saw, which is kind of refreshing.
1: And make it be simplistic in style and simplistic in subject matter, but when you kinda of add up the whole thing, it creates quite a, you know, complex picture, a little vignette of a certain part of life. Um and I think it can be harder to write those kind of lyrics, um those apparently simple lyrics. But to kinda of somehow imbue them with meaning and get them to work in the context of a song is a, a
0: good skill to have. Have you got any examples on your long list of bands of uh, of kind of the other end of the scale?
1: I wouldn't necessarily say the other end of the scale because I don't I don't know what is the scale a circle?
0: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the scale looks like really. No, but, yeah, that's um, the wrong way to say it, but yeah, kind of different uh, different examples.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, there's definitely some different examples. I've linked together the Arctic Monkeys and Elbow, not just because they're northern indie bands, but um, lyrically. <laughs> the style is kind of taking the everyday and romanticizing it i guess yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah which i really enjoy and you know, that is something that i occasionally try to aspire to when writing lyrics um you know taking small events but kind of crafting them in a way that gives them a little bit of magic <laughs>
0: Although lockdown and this kind of last year would make good subject matter in its own, right, for lyrics, I was going to say, because we've not been doing much, we may rely on uh, romanticising the the little things and the truth to kind of make cause things more interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's not much real-life experience to draw upon uh, at the moment, apart from a kind of immigrant world view of things. Uh, so I think taking taking what you can and running with it, taking it to fantastical new places is is perfectly valid. And then there's bands who go further and create their own little worlds kind of quite far removed from this one, uh, which I'm into as well. Uh, bands like Pixies, I guess, um, use all kinds of imagery and Frank Black's twisted uh, delivery style as well kind of puts you in a different place. Um, yeah. And yeah, anyone who can carve out their own little niche and own little, almost like a cinematic universe, where you feel like their songs take place in. Claxons, um, remember them? They yeah sort of they dealt um, in kind of weird surrealist imagery in a lot of their songs, mm. and it's kind of all about escapism and and literally talking about other worlds. Sometimes um, mm. you know that's a, a cool route to go down as well. Ah!
0: And then there's countless examples of bands uh, who dabbled in the uh, in the old uh, hallucinogens, shall it's we psychedelics. say? Um, yeah, who the lyrics kind of go in a mad direction because of that. Uh, so I'm not saying that we should, uh, if, if for the purposes of the podcast, start doing anything like that. But you know, who knows? <laughs> <Well, laughs> Be an interesting episode,
1: leaving that door open. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I've mentioned a couple of bands who uh, romanticize the mundane. There's also a few people I listen to who I really enjoy who seem to do the opposite and kind of either paint the mundane for what it is or, you know, <laughs> yeah. make something quite uh, dour out of it. So I've been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridges this year. I don't know if you're.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She, yeah, I mean, she's got a great voice, which helps, but. A lot of her uh, lyrics seem to be about kind of malaise and kind of day-to-day things and sort of struggling to find the uh, the magic in me in every day, I guess. Um, yeah. It's quite deadpan in places, um, but it's sort of, it's real and relatable. Generation Z or whatever we're in, are kind of making reference to day-to-day things and being very honest about, their kind of fallibilities and you know watching too much TV or whatever it whatever it is that's going on in their lives but um yeah rather than kind of going the opposite way and bragging about how great and wonderful the adventures are having is what oh, oh. are
0: it's, it's too much it depends as well so much on the on the vocalist delivery as well to care for me like I as I said at the start I think I unless it's really obvious with things like Randy Newman and Mountain Goats and the music like that where it's it's hard to ignore the lyrics I don't go searching as much and to me a lot of the time especially for rock music it's very much just the vocals is kind of another another instrument maybe it's just the way my My mind works, I imagine everyone's mind kind of works slightly differently. But, I mean, you've got certain songs where I I probably heard hundreds of times, which I couldn't even tell you what the lyrics are. (laughs) (laughs) Things like Smells Like Teen Spirit is a classic one that kind of stands out to me. Or um, one I was thinking about earlier is that song, you know, that one that's like, uh, who's it by? I think it's by The Kingsman. It's like, Louie Louie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think I've heard that song like a thousand times, but I could literally couldn't tell you any of the lyrics. <laughs> well, you know, Louis, Louie Yeah, that's two of them. But then, what is it? <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie; I'm the same with a lot of things. With songs, I ever don't know the lyrics to, or I do know the lyrics to. I've just never taken the time to think about what they what they mean. As much as I, in general. Uh, like listening to lyrics
0: and learning about lyrics. Yeah, fair enough. I guess the, there's the other the other end of the scale um, is songs where you can tell what the lyrics are, but they don't mean anything. They're like nonsense lyrics, essentially.
1: John Lennon was good at that. Things like I Am A Walrus. Um, again, another pretty underrated skill is to be able to reel off nonsense that sounds incredible and sounds like, still sounds like it means something.
0: one of my favorite things is hearing an interview with a band who who just say like oh it's complete nonsense but then you go and delve onto the kind of online forums and stuff and see um what people's interpretation is of the lyrics and some people go really really deep i think like buddy holly is a good example by weezer uh of a song which i think he said in an interview that it was literally just about the fact that people made fun of the way his girlfriend looked or something that was it and there's there's page after page worth of people trying to like figure out what the lyrics mean, and like some get really deep and dark. It's like it's about a car accident, and like it's so, so the guy like, and it's just mad that people. But that's that's the amazing thing about lyrics is that people can can do that. You know that you're welcome to interpret it however you want. Many
1: many artists will will say about they don't want to disclose the, the meaning of them because they want to leave it up to your interpretation. Which is, you know, quite a handy get out if you haven't actually thought about what they mean. Mm. Yeah, but also very valid.
0: And you don't know if the artist is doing that deliberately, kind of pretending that it's not about anything when really it is. Yeah, they exactly. Wanna, they might uh, might be trying away. to
1: hide something personal or you know, certainly not something they want broadcast to the world.
0: So this probably brings us nicely on to where do we go from here in terms of lyrics and do you think we're going to? It's it's going to make more sense for one of us to do all the lyric writing, so you can kind of get really deep into the subject matter, or or do we openly kind of share what the album? Because I do think I think we've discussed like the idea of the, al- the the lyric kind of tying together across the album in some way. So if we're if we're both going to have a go at writing the lyrics, it's going to have to. We're probably going to share what we think the concept should be and. Yeah, I mean or is it easier just for us to go Jack you're the you're going to do lyrics and then you can kind of go down the rabbit hole of <laughs> of whatever you want to you want to do. I don't know. Um
1: <laughs> it's something we'll have to we'll have to figure out. Um I have always maintained that I like writing lyrics, but as I've confessed in this episode, I sometimes take a long time to get around to it. Sorry, there's still time. <laughs> five months. True, five months. Yeah, we've you know done lyrics for a couple of songs, so only what about thirty-four minutes worth to go. Might have some instrumental yeah. tracks in there as well. <laughs> I think, like, yeah, like with the singing thing, I don't think it's necessary to have one person write them all. I think you you know you can achieve. I mean, Lennon and McCartney, I guess yeah, your, your classic lyric writing team example we both could do it if we both wanted to Um, but yeah I suppose there would need to be some discussions beforehand about um, subject matters and things if we wanted to kind of really Mm. make it cohesive it's not just subject
0: (laughs) matters as well I guess
1: styles styles of writing are always going to differ
0: between people Mm. I think it would be quite good to even if you we do decide that Jack you're going to write the majority of of the lyrics if we either write it from like we said the perspective of someone else or with um a particular subject in mind for the album and then I can chip in with ideas or um can say if I think the lyrics work or if I change something slightly so I think that'd be useful for sure um
1: and I think that's something that's starting to become a bit clearer now as we're pulling the songs together um, and getting a picture of what it's going to sound like musically uh, that should help inform the way it's going lyrically as well and uh, thematically which will make it
0: easier to write lyrics hopefully
1: uh, for the next five months
0: It's hard isn't it because you get you want to get lyrics down quite quickly sometimes because you've got a and then you, I quite often do a, well, I think every band does a demo vocal or a jam vocal where you just sing whatever comes into your head. And sometimes it's quite hard to lose those just lyrics, those it, initial yeah. lyrics. And uh, you, you wonder whether that's because it's just what you're used to, what your mind's used to, or whether it's actually uh, it's actually worth keeping. Mm. I think I'm okay at writing
1: melodies without putting words into them. I'll just go... Uh, really. Without actually... Articulating things, um, so that's a bit
0: of a, a blank canvas. But I think that's a better way to be if you can can do that. I think that is, uh, personally, from experience of not being able to shake certain words or lines. But I find it hard to just humming or whatever to get the the kind of inflections on the on the words and the the kind of the pattern of the words.
1: Yeah, right, and that's something that I'm starting to think about a bit more along with trying to write melodies that aren't clearly miles out of my range or out of your vocal range mm. uh, is also thinking, which we've been told is an important thing. <laughs> yeah. Also thinking about, it's not just the number of syllables. It's kind of the inflections on those syllables. And if if I think I've got the perfect line and a melody, but it sounds weird Kind of when you put the two together, um, because you know the, the syllables don't fall in the right place on the right beat. Then I'm telling myself, right, I've got to change the lyrics, or I've got to change the melody for that bit, because trying to shoehorn mm. one into the other is not going to get you the best results. So it's all all a learning
0: process. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. It's, it's definitely interesting now. We've got to the point where lyrics are starting to appear, and, and soon it's it make, they start to feel like real songs. Yeah. But it's uh it's definitely it's definitely a kind of it's been a crutch to, of mine and finish it probably one of the main reasons why I've never finished that many songs is because it's been such a a barrier.
1: Yeah, I think I was telling you off air that I get to the kind of famous two minute mark in a song and hit a wall, and the wall is not always musical. It's just because if I don't have lyrics to it, I don't know how long the song needs to be, what the song's about, what kind of the mood of it is going to be. And so I don't feel motivated to finish writing the rest of the music before I've got lyrics. And that's, that's caused many a song to just stay in limbo for years and years. Um, but I don't have years and years now.
0: I have (laughs) less
1: than five months.
0: Only the band years and years.
1: uh... (laughs) Yeah. Let's get them on the phone.
0: Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the tune lighting podcast. It is getting closer and closer to the deadline of this album being out. Less than five months to go now, which seems crazy. Time is flying. And I'm starting to panic a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Thanks for listening, as always. uh, If you want to reach out, let us know you're listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do. We love getting your messages on social media. We're at TuneLighting on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, on Facebook too, if you want to reach out there. Or you can email us directly. Uh, it's tune lighting at musicianshq.com. um and yeah if you've got any music that you've been working on that you'd like to share with us we always love to hear what other people are doing Uh, some people have reached out to us on instagram saying they're working on albums as well which is really cool uh, that we're not the only ones doing it there's other people fighting this uh tricky battle at the same time hope you tune in next week for another episode of the tune lighting podcast see you then